the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. It is the Nick D Podcast. How are you? My name is Nick DiGilio. I am your host. It is episode 172 of the Nick D Podcast here at Radio Misfits Podcast Network, the best podcast network in the world. Be a part of Radio Misfits, why don't you? Hey, you want to advertise with us? You want to be a sponsor? Got something to advertise? Got, uh, got something that you want to be talked about on this here very popular podcast? You should do that. Be a sponsor. Contact us. Say, hey, I want to advertise on the Nick D Podcast. Sales at radiomisfits.com. Send us a, a request. And uh, you want to be a sponsor? You want to advertise with us? Awesome. Awesome. We want to hear from you. We want you to be a part of the podcast. Sales at radiomisfits.com. You want to be a part of the podcast just in general? We have a voicemail system that is open 24-7. We encourage you to leave any voicemail message you want anytime, anyplace, anywhere, anytime, 24-7. You got a magic megaphone request? Leave it there. You got a question? You got a comment? You got a contribution? You just want to jump at us and tell us how much you love the podcast or you want to be a part of it? We listen to every single voicemail that comes in, and we play many of them back on the episodes. So leave your voicemail now, 24-7-773-417-6948. Call us now. Leave us a voicemail. Leave us an email, too. Anything you want. Questions for our uh, experts who are on the podcasts on a regular basis, including our, uh, our regular For the People guys, Tom, our car guy, and Herb, our consumer guy. Any questions for those guys? Any questions in general or contributions or comments? Megaphone requests. Nick D podcast at gmail.com. Again, contact us. Be a part of us. 773-417-6948. Nick D podcast at gmail.com. Coming up on episode 172, the lovely Amy Guth is going to join me uh, for her monthly visit. She's been working on movies and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. One of her films is in post-production. We're going to talk about that. She's working on another one. She's been traveling around the country doing some really cool stuff. She hosts the Daily Gist podcast for Crane's Business Chicago, and we'll talk about that. And she's a lovely human being and a great writer and an interesting woman, and she's been my friend for many years since we worked at the car wash together and in the Tribune building together. So the lovely Amy Guth is going to join us for a fantastic and fun visit. That's coming up. And the lovely Esmeralda Leon is going to join me. She's my partner in crime, appears uh, on every episode. we got a lot of stuff we're going to talk about. We do have a magic megaphone request that you sent in. We'll get to that. And we're going to keep talking about celebrity rumors. We had a blast talking about these ridiculous, um, you know, like old wives tales and celebrity rumors that popped up. And uh, people are insistent on uh, on making stuff up about celebrities and making stuff up about people in general. So we're going to talk about all that goofy stuff and much more. My dad is going to stop by and tell a joke as he does every Tuesday. My dad's been telling jokes his entire life. Uh, this week, my dad turns 82. So that means he's been telling jokes for about, I don't know, 81 years. 
<laughs> and uh, continues to tell jokes, and he'll come by and tell a joke and disturb my uh, my my tenant out on my back porch. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. I know you do, baby. That's Carrie Russell. She loves my Hi, show. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, yeah. and I love Nick's show. She rules. She's here. My dad's here to tell a joke. Esmeralda Leon is going to be here, and Amy Guth. Uh, is going to stop by. And uh, we want to hear from you. Um, hey, by the way, uh, uh, celebrated National Cinema Day on uh, Sunday. Sunday was National Cinema Day, where all the major theaters, uh, you know, the big chains like your Regals and your AMCs and your Marcuses and a whole bunch of other ones, and a lot of independent theaters actually participated in National Cinema Day, where every movie, every format, every theater, four bucks all day, every single showtime. Every showtime, every theater, every format. You can see a movie in DX crazy, shaken seats. You can see it in IMAX. You can see it in 70. Every format in every theater and every showtime on Sunday was four bucks. So uh, my, my, my lady friend and I went to go see Strays, and we had a great time. Uh, and her sister came along, and it was great. Uh, and they, they were both dog people. Uh, Julie and, and, and her sister uh, Kathleen are both dog people. And they loved the movie. And it was packed, and it was four bucks, and it was only four bucks to see the movie, and it was great. And it was great to see the theater completely packed. Everybody went out. If you went out on uh, National Cinema Day, leave us a voicemail or leave us an email and let us know what you saw. I think it's just great, man. I mean, the place was packed, and I was looking at, you know, I was looking online, and I noticed that a ton of people went out and went to the movie theaters. And that's what you should do. I can't stand it when people go, is that streaming anywhere? And I hear that all the time. I hear that all the time. You know, when I review movies over on WLS, I go down to the station and there are people that work at the radio station who go, where's it streaming? And I'm like, it's not streaming anywhere. You have to actually leave your house and go to a movie theater. For God's sake, do that. And there's no excuse to not go on National Cinema Day because it's four bucks. That's like a $12 or, you know, $10 discount in some cases. So get your butts out to the movies, and I'm glad that everybody came out. Strays, by the way, is hilarious. If you've not seen Strays, the completely foul-mouthed talking dog movie with the most disgusting jokes you'll ever see. It's also sweet and lovely, and it's even better the second time. Um, so, if you, you know, that was a great movie to see. But I would love to hear your stories. If you went out on National Cinema Day, what did you spend your four bucks on? Maybe you went to two or three movies. A lot of people did that. I love National Cinema Day. I think it should be more than once a year. But anyway, get your butts to the movie theaters, especially when it's only four bucks. If you want to share your stories about National Cinema Day, leave your voicemail at 773-417-6948 or drop us an email at nickdpodcast at gmail.com. Jason Skaggs does all the music and the themes and the weirdness and the audio here. And Ed Silla is my main man. He does everything else. That guy works his butt off on Radio Misfits. Puts it all together for us and for you. So thanks for checking us out. Amy Guth is going to join us right after I tell you that you definitely need to be congratulated. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh, yeah. Don't be a jagoff. So, uh, Amy, you got your glow sticks out right now? Is that what's happening I right do. now? I do. Yeah. That song never gets old. I it love never, it. It never gets old. It does sound like glow, glow sticks and like, 
I'm now now I, I'm waiting for Prodigy to come out on stage. That's that's what I'm waiting for at this at this point. At this point. Oh yeah, with like the little candy necklace and the the wide leg <laughs> yeah, jeans, the yeah. whole thing ready to roll. Exactly, exactly. Um, so how are Amy Guth, everybody? It's the lovely Amy Guth. How are you? Hello, I'm well, thank you. How are you Good. doing? I'm okay. So you're out on the road still. Um, yep doing your thing you've been working on movies and all that cool stuff before we jump into what's happening in the world of amy guth right now and i know it's busy and i know it's exciting or to quote the email you sent to me busy as fuck is uh <laughs> yes is what you sent to me but tell everybody you got amy com, and that's g-u-t-h um and tell everybody about uh, crane's business and the podcast and all that other cool stuff yeah, so I do a, uh, on every every weekday morning, I do a podcast for Crane's Chicago Business, and it's an interview with usually one of the Crane's reporters, sometimes a business leader or an academic who can kind of shed light on something in the news, and then some of the, just a, kind of a handful of top stories in the business world, so you can kind of stay on top of what's happening locally in Chicago, in the business world, and real estate, and, and all that good stuff, and man, there's been a lot lately, just the, uh, you know, there's, Crane's is not a big sports publication, because it's really just focused on business, but the business aspect of sports has been so busy lately like the bears saying hey we're going to move darlington heights or maybe somewhere else and now you know all this speculation about the socks moving yeah, so yeah. a lot going on yeah it's crazy i'll tell you something about the socks the socks have just had such a weird year um i know you've been out of town you know and maybe not following it but the socks have had a had a, a, a pretty disastrous year in terms of I was how they're say, playing they've had a terrible season <laughs> so far really awful and it's almost over thankfully yeah. for a lot of for a lot of socks fans but just keep weird shit keeps happening too. Like Ryan yeah. Sorf is saying one thing and they're going to move and all this other crap and just horrible stuff. And then I don't know if you heard about this. I know you're out of there town. There was a shooting. Yes. You, yeah. There was a shooting. There was a shooting at, uh, what the hell is it? Guaranteed rate. I keep calling it Comiskey. I always I know. call it Comiskey. Uh, but there was a shooting at Guaranteed rate like in the seventh inning of the game the other night. And they went on with the game. Like they didn't stop the game, but they canceled the post concert show with Vanilla Ice and Tone Loke. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah, there's that. there's a lot of layers to that right there. <laughs> yeah, it's like they cancel they cancel Vanilla Ice and Tone Look, but the game went on. And uh, yeah. and the thing that they put up on the big uh, you know jumbotron at uh, at the park was you know uh, the the cancer the concert, concert's been canceled for quote unquote technical reasons. So there was well, no mention sure of it. shooting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I but I always thought it was I thought it was really weird. Like the shooting took place in the seventh inning. They finished the game and then they went, yeah, no vanilla ice uh, and no tone loke. I was like, what the? <laughs> and then when I heard that lineup, because I didn't even know what was happening. I didn't know that. Like, and I heard that lineup. I'm like, how bad do I feel for tone loke, who's opening for vanilla ice? Yeah. How is that? Thing. How is that possible? Tone loke opening for vanilla ice? Come on. Yeah, I would have switched that around, maybe. Absolutely. I mean, he's Wild Thing. Come on, you know? You know what's funny? I heard that song earlier today. There, here's what's fascinating about radio, terrestrial radio in Los Angeles. Number one, we're, we're all in our cars all the time. It's a driving town. Yep. And so much of what I hear on the radio is like 90s alt-rock and awesome 80s pop hits. See, now that's fine I with me. Totally. I was like, this is great. I mean, there's a little bit of new stuff mixed in and like yeah. Beyonce is playing in LA this weekend. So there's, you know, she's in heavy rotation and Taylor yeah. Swift blew through town. So she's in heavy, ro she's been in heavy rotation. Um, but I heard Wild Thing on the radio this morning. And I was like, when was the last time yeah. I heard that on a radio? Wow. That song's a jam. I love that song. Yeah, and and yeah. Tony Lo and, and Tone Loke, by the way, you know, like opening for, and like, how can you have one of the stars of Ace Ventura 
opening for <laughs> Vanilla Ice. I mean, come on. When Ace when Ace first first does the talking asshole bit, he does it to Tone Loke. <laughs> The, the, the thing that's overlooked is like the talking asshole bit is to him. Is right. to Tone Loke. Tone Loke <laughs> received the first talking asshole from Jim Carrey. That's, <laughs> that's amazing. That's uh, I have to ask you a question. Genius. <laughs> uh, speaking of, uh, of, that, of that kind of time period music, you know who I'm going to see? They're playing here in Chicago on Tell Friday. Me. Goddamn Duran Duran is playing. Uh, Ooh, nice. And, and you know who's opening? I don't. Uh, Sheik. Wow. Yeah, no shit. Nile Rodgers and Sheik opening for Duran Duran. It's going to be the greatest concert of all time. That's going to be a great show. Yeah, it's going to be phenomenal. So anyway, now you are in L.A. Now, 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 let let me ask you this. Now, you've spent you you spent now a significant amount of time out there. I know. Yeah. You know, so what? Tell me, what is your impression of not just L.A., but California? You were up and down in California filming stuff, but now you're in L.A., are mm-hmm. you are you gonna go all are you gonna go California on me, Amy? Is that what's gonna happen? <laughs> Come back with a totally different face, really tan. <laughs> yeah, totally different. What happened to your face? What happened to your hair? Are you gonna get your hair straightened? Is no, that no, never. no, it's not, not no. gonna happen. <laughs> you know what? Actually, when the uh, when when the Cranes podcast first launched, they did you know a bunch of billboards, and there was like my face was very big up at Ogilvy Station, and uh-huh. there was actually a conversation that I had with the art department because they were like, "Is that?" your hair did you want to straighten it i'm like no we don't we i worked a long time to make peace with this mop it's staying you have staying oh amy you have fucking fabulous hair your hair is you have fabulous hair why would nobody if anybody would suggest you to change that i'd punch him right in the goddamn mouth are you yeah i mean i had to kind of give a speech about like you know it there's a beauty standard stuff there's there's like white girl stuff that you know there's an assumption that to be pretty you need to straighten your hair look yeah. a certain way you yeah, know yeah, and i yeah. was like it's it curly hair is part of my identity and it's a thing and and when i stopped straightening it in 2017 because i yeah. ha- i d- yeah. used to um, I when yeah, i stopped I... straightening it people had opinions mm-hmm. i mean there was somebody that we worked with at the car wash that said uh so are you just not doing your hair anymore you can't just be oh. wild like that i was like i literally this is literally my hair. This is literally would just I, what it would is. I, would I know who this person was? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, You're yeah. going to tell me Tell me when we're done recording. Uh, oh, heck yeah. Please. Please. Oh, I yeah. want to know what Jagoff said that to you. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway. All right. So you're, not, you're, so you're out in L.A., but you're not going to change your face. And you're not going to change your hair. That makes me very happy. Give me just a quick, like, what it's like to be in L.A. for an extended period of time. Um, there's a lot of driving, um, but it's it's lovely you know it's sunny and 75 and breezy every day so it's like you don't really need to you know in chicago like the weather is a part-time job you're always like having to negotiate that so it's just like always sunny and nice and everybody's pretty blissed out about that except for the one day where we had rain because there was the hurricane that made the rainfall okay so tell me about that really quick before we get back to the the general la stories yeah there was a hurricane and it, it made big news it was well first of all they called it hurricane hillary which pissed me off but uh, yeah. Which, of course, brought up a whole bunch of, like, jagoffs online saying, yeah, you mm-hmm. know why it's called Hillary, because <laughs> of Clinton, yep. <laughs> emails, fuck off. Um, <laughs> right. so, so, so anyway, um, but there was, the Hurricane Hillary thing was happening. Now, you were there. So tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about what, because, what, what, I mean, I don't want to call it hype. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it didn't live up to the hype, you know, like, <laughs> which, which right. sounds really terrible to say about a, about a hurricane. Ah, God damn it, there wasn't enough destruction. Yeah. But um, so what was it like beforehand, the buildup, the anticipation, the weirdness? Well, um, 
Yeah. Yeah, all of that. So I don't know if you remember, but I used to be deployed with, uh, I used to be on the Red Cross mass disaster team. And I was deployed to hurricanes all the time. And uh, the last one was the, the, the kind of double hit. It was right after Hurricane Harvey, and then Irma came through and hit Florida, and then oh, Maria yeah. came through and hit Puerto Rico oh, and shit. Florida. Yeah. Oh, my so God. I, went, I was did deployed. You throw, to- did, you, did you go and throw paper towels? You didn't do that. <laughs> I was deployed during that because I remember hearing about it later <laughs> right. yeah. when I got back to the staff shelter. I was like, he did what? He threw paper towels. <laughs> oh, boy, that's not what anybody needs at no, all. No. <laughs> we need tarps and yeah. bleach. No, paper and, towel. Oh, Here's some boy. paper towels for you. I'll just toss some paper towels for yeah. you. Yeah. And, you know, Red Cross is there to, like, what do you need in the 48 hours after a disaster? So right. I, I, I did lots of work. And that came out of, like, after 9-11, I had just moved to Chicago from New York. And I was like, I'm fucking useless. Yeah. I can't help anybody. And I'm watching this happen. And it's terrible. And the aftermath and everybody's yeah. very traumatized. And I can't I have no skill that will be helpful other than just to be another another journalist in the way you know yeah so and i was like and i'm not going to report anything that's not already been reported so i decided to go to red cross and get that training Good for and you Good awesome for you, they, amy that's awesome man that's it awesome. was you know what i i have made so many wonderful friends and and there was a lot of people from the california chapter that were deployed with me in florida and when you're driving around 12 hours a day, you know, handing out food or delivering supplies or whatever, you really bond with people, you know, you're, you're in a kind of a, a, a weird spot and you're, you're seeing people on the worst day of their lives. So you, um, you end up bonding with a lot of the other volunteers. And so there's a lot from the California office. And as that hurricane was coming, I was like, oh, I should text those folks and see what they're doing. And I, yeah. they were like, why aren't you registered here? I was like, eh, kind of busy, but also I'm not, uh, who knows where I'm going to land. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm still registered in the Chicago office. We're good. We're good. Anyway, so, yeah. so like leading up to that, I was like, you know, I'll, I'll do the thing because I wasn't worried about the storm. I could see it was going to break down pretty quickly once it hit like the Baja Peninsula. Right. I was like, what I'm worried about is the infrastructure here. Like we can't deal with rain here. That's not a thing. Like I, I'm staying in an Airbnb. There's a literal open vent in the kitchen where I can see daylight oh, all the wow. time, you know? Oh, so I was like, we yeah. don't our windows here are not up to like Chicago standards. Right, right, right. Um, And, and very few, um, very few apartments have air conditioning. Like mostly it's like window units. So I was like, Oh man, people are gonna, this is going to be real bad. But I was like, you know, what would be needed if it does end up to, to be some flooding, everybody just needs to stay the hell inside and let responders do their work. So I'm going to just run to the store and get some stuff. Uh, it was like the first days of COVID. There was nothing on the shelves. Right. But the shit that was gone was like the, the good electrolyte, bottled water, quinoa. Yeah. Like Qu- all the quinoa. very California <laughs> things. Like Oreos were, you know, Oreos fucking everywhere. But like the qu- quinoa and kale and, and uh, you know, yeah. all those things were sold out. And I thought that was very funny. That's fantastic. Yeah. No green juice could be had anywhere. No, no plenty of Oreos, though. Yeah. <laughs> right, plenty That's of Oreos good. and like Chips Ahoy and like right, Pepsi right. Zero was everywhere. But like green juice, no, no. <laughs> Um, but it was fun. You know, it was just like a rainy day. And uh, I, I think everybody was like, oh, that's a hurricane, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I, at the advice of, of a friend out here, um, they were like, you know, you, you should get this earthquake app because it'll alert you. Uh, and sometimes you don't feel it. But then like the aftershocks, it'll give you like a heads up and you have time to like yeah. do something safe. So I have this little earthquake app and and the default was like notify me anything over 2.0. And I started getting like 40 
like 40 things a day because there's always activity going yeah. on. Especially um, at two, especially 2.0 if it's not even near you, you you're, you're going to get your right. phone's going to go nuts. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, constantly. So I was like, okay, I'll go to like, at what point do you feel it? And so people generally kind of start feeling them around three. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll put it up at three. And um, that day, and it had nothing to do with the, the, the hurricane making landfall, but that day there was like 28 earthquakes throughout the day. And all, mostly they were kind of um, uh, focused around Ojai, California, about 50, 45, 50 miles north of the city. But there was one about five miles west, like closer to downtown LA. I didn't feel a thing. So I guess the good news is my, the building I'm staying in is, is pretty up to code because I felt absolutely nothing. But I was kind of like, man, I'm an earthquake virgin. And I, I, I kind of just, I don't want anyone to get hurt. I don't want anyone to, to have a problem, of course. But also I was like, I just want to feel one to see what it's like. Yeah. I've you never, I've, I've never been, well, except for the one that we had. Um, I don't know if you probably remember this. This was probably about, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago. Hmm. Um, and there was, it was like, I think 2009 or 2010, 2009 or 2010, around that time. Um, there was an earthquake in Southern Illinois. And, oh, I kind of remember that. And yeah. and it did, and I felt it because I remember at the time I was living uh, with my with my second ex wife, uh, Amy. Um, not Amy. Her name's not Amy. Uh, I was referring to you. Um, <laughs> yes. And we were on the third floor, so we were up. You know, we were kind of high. And she was in Southern Illinois uh, for work. Mm-hmm. And I'm laying on the couch, and it's three o'clock in the morning, and I can't sleep. I was working. You know, I was working overnights on the weekends, as you know. Yeah. And uh, so I and, and you know, and my 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 time clock is always my my sleeping clock is always fucked up, as you know. And I'm watching something at three o'clock in the morning. All of a sudden, the couch starts to vibrate a little bit. I'm mm. laying on the couch and it starts to vibrate a little bit. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I walk around to the other side of the wall and there was no vents on the other side of the wall. So I couldn't say like it was maybe an air conditioning unit. Yeah. Someone someone cranked up the air on the second floor and, it you know, it shook the thing or whatever. And there was nothing on the other side. And I was like, what the hell is happening? And so the, and it was a really weird shaking vibration, you know, and, and I'm like, what the hell? And so, um, uh, I, I, I call up Dan Chagru, who you remember mm-hmm. Dan Chagru and Dan Chagru yeah, who was course. producing Steve and Johnny's show that night, who would eventually become my producer when I went full time. And, uh, and I called him up and, and he, you know, he's like, hello. And I'm like, yeah, listen, something, he's like, you're going to, you're going to say that something vibrated. There was an earthquake. All right, Nick, thanks. Click. You know, because he was in the middle, he was, he was producing the show and he was getting a million phone calls and they were covering it yeah. live. And so then I get a phone call from my ex-wife who said, I just fell out of bed because it shook when she was in, she was in Southern wow. Illinois. And she said the headboard started to shake and a painting fell off the wall in her hotel room. Damn. And I was like, yeah, there was this weird, strange little vibration that lasted about 30 seconds, 30, 40 seconds. And uh, and so yeah, that was the only time I've ever felt any kind of weird vibration, and it was Southern Illinois was was the epicenter. Interesting. That was the closest I've ever come to to having any kind. I've never been to LA during a during an earthquake or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, but I hear that they they are. I mean, it. it I mean, it's got to be a little bit off putting. I mean, you know, I mean, Midwest people are like, what the fuck? Right. You know, when something like that happens, I can't even imagine. I'd freak out. I yeah, that's what I don't know yet. I think I think people are kind of like meh. Go on yeah. with it. Oh you know, yeah, 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 yeah. In California, shit, they don't care. You know, it's an earthquake. They're like, yeah, whatever. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna stand in the doorway. I'm gonna run out into the basement. They don't care. Oh, well, so you know what I learned? I actually found this really interesting, uh, like 
like the big one simulation that the city did that the most likely place is closer to Palm Springs of being like that would be the epicenter and if it was like a big one what would happen and there's so many people that live in San Bernardino County just west of LA it's huge population and so like that would be the worst of it and they really kind of worked through like what would that cost and what would happen Uh what would the casualties be like and it was a really interesting report and then there were links in it to uh this this kit that the LA Times put together about like what you're actually supposed to do and the doorway thing is not as useful as it turns oh, out okay. what you're supposed to do is get under a really solid piece of furniture and hang on to it like get under a table and hang on to a is leg is that right yeah wow. so th- okay. so that if the building collapses you have something to be like a buffer that oh. will kind of shield you and and hanging on to it's important because if it's if it's shaking you oh. might lose it and get thrown oh um, yeah it's interesting and then my brother and sister-in-law they're geologists and so it's been kind of interesting to talk to them about i bet uh, yeah. all of it even like getting an airbnb he was like show me where it is let me tell you if that's okay on the fault line i'm like yeah man do it go for it right that's amazing and and that's- she she's from an area of mexico that, that has a lot of earthquakes so she's like as long as no, nobody gets hurt they're actually like a little bit exciting and then yeah. it's over and you just move on and it's yeah. you know um, but they were explaining like there's the kind of two, two there's a couple of types of waves there's what feels like the shaky shake and then there's something that feels like a really slow wave and they're like yeah. that's the weirdest feeling because you just suddenly were like wait did i just have a stroke or is that a thing right, that just right. what is that that just have because you'll just sort of feel it um and if you're outside you might miss it completely you know, uh, uh, hiding under a piece of furniture and holding it, that's amazing. You know, and now I've just realized that goddamn earthquake and sensor around with Charlton Heston lied to me. I, oh, yeah. Uh, that's lied a goddamn all. lie. That's all a lie. <laughs> even in sensor around, even in sensor around, it was a lie. I got to tell yep. you that right there. Yep. Now, I was wondering what kind of damage would happen in Palm Springs. So we, is, one of the, is one of the things that you do, do you have to protect the caviar? Is that one thing that you have to do when you're, when you're, <laughs> when you're in Palm Springs? Probably, yeah. Make sure the caviar and the champagne are okay. Uh, it doesn't fuck up your party. I yeah. guess that's uh, that's the thing. <laughs> no, I, I I would probably freak out during an earthquake. But but so you're still an earthquake virgin then? Yeah, still am. Okay. All right. All right. Well, let me know if one happens and you and you and and uh, and and how you and how it makes you feel. But yeah, I've heard the weird things. Now you know you do have that weird thing because I'm not a I'm not a guy. I I don't know what happened, uh, Amy. I have no idea. But when I was a kid and in my you know like teens and stuff, I was pretty fearless in terms of like. I loved going up to tall buildings and I loved roller coasters and I loved, yeah. I didn't mind flying. Now I'm scared shitless to fly. I hate heights. And, mm-hmm. but I have been up in tall buildings where the sway happens and I'm not yeah. happy about that at all. Right. That's not happy at all. Yeah. Yeah. God. That's a whole I don't, thing. No, it's a whole, I can't do it. I just can't do it. Are you, are you good with heights? Are you fine with heights and flying and all that stuff? You know, I was actually having a lot of problems with heights until I went skydiving. And then I was like, ah, fuck it. Okay. So now like when I'm flying, I'll look out the window and I'll be like, I've lived. Okay. I also had a parachute on my back, but I've been like, okay, I lived from that. So you, you, you sky, you, you did sky, you skydive then. I have done it once. Yeah. Oh man. It was cool. I, I, really? I can't even imagine. Were you sober? I was. Yeah. Okay. I was completely right. sober. And, okay. um, <laughs> I I was you know I was with people that knew what they were doing. I jumped with the Army Golden Knights parachute team, so oh, I was like, well, I can't go. pass up that opportunity. Yeah. It's awesome. And yeah. what's cool is once you get out of the plane, they'll th- the like you throw up a little a teeny parachute just to stop you from reaching terminal velocity, which is 125 miles an hour. Yeah. Um, it'll just kind of slow you and keep you like falling belly down, so you won't just start spinning. And um, 
in the, you know, I think I was in free fall for 45 seconds to a little oh. over a minute or so. Oh my God. Um, that free fall though, you don't have the sensation that you're falling. You feel like you're flying. So I kept pushing my arms out like a superhero. Cause I was like, I want to go that way <laughs> right, right, over right, there. And I was like, right. that's not happening. Why is that not happening? Yeah. And that thing of like time flashes before, or, you know, your life flashes before your eyes. Yes. But in a totally different way. Like I thought two hours worth of shit in 45 seconds. Sure. It sure. was real weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. It was cool though. It, it definitely helped with heights for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine. I would imagine. I mean, the closest I've come to skydiving is I've seen point break 7,000 times. That's the closest. That I've... <laughs> Basically the same that's, thing. That's exactly. That's, that's what I thought. All right. So you survived the hurricane, which was less than exciting. You're still an earthquake yes. virgin, even though the Airbnb is ready for it. Yeah. Uh, and you, and it's geology approved. So you're, that's you're, right. you're, you're good. Uh, so the hurricane, but you are, one of the reasons why you're out there is because I, now you're working on another movie, but your Elvis movie, yeah. Uh, your Elvis impersonator movie mm -hmm. um, is is almost done, right? It's in post and you're almost ready to go. You're in post. And, and, and so tell us the progress. And then I want to talk about the festival circuit and what, what goes into that. Yeah. So the uh, yeah, the Elvis film, as we are talking right now, uh, the composer, Tony Scott Green, who is so incredibly talented and has done such creative stuff with sound that he keeps sending like little one minute clips of things of like, what do you think of this? And he just makes me laugh so much with the clever things he's doing with sound. Yeah. Um, so as we speak, he and the director are working on that uh, in Chicago and, uh, and getting all that kind of like ironed out. And I keep getting like clips emailed to me. Uh, the, uh, the editor, Mike Lieber, he, he did the, you know, a big, uh, a big, the big cut and did some kind of precision edits because there were some tricky editing things to it. You know, we have the Northern lights in from a plane in there that that's not an easy thing to edit and, and get yeah, around. Um, you know, we have a lot of stuff that was shot on a, in a car, a lot of stuff uh, with a car on a process trailer. So it looks like it's driving. Yeah, There's just a lot of stuff to you talked to about. You talked to, you talked about the adventures of using the process. Thing yeah, that, that, that's fun. totally, it's yeah. a whole thing. It's very cool. And the idea is, so then the, you can light the actors in the car and you can keep a camera close on them because you're standing, you have about a foot on each side of the car. And so the actor can focus on acting and not thinking about, you know, switching to second gear or whatever. Right. Um, so, so that's happening. And then um, this evening, uh, the film is going to go to uh, Kyoto Color. The very talented Bradley Greer is doing uh, color correction on it. And then that bad boy is going to be ready. And I'm real excited so, about it. And again, what's the title? So everybody knows it. Well, right now it is called Elvis of the Yukon. There's a chance that title might shift, but that is okay. that it's an official title. It's currently, right now. it's currently called Elvis of the Yukon, but it may change. Correct. Okay. Yes. And and you're looking to get what's what is, what is your what is your running time at this point, and what is the what is the running time that you want? It, it's short. Um, you mm -hmm. know, you want it you want it programmable, right? So you don't want it su a super weird time. Like people come at you with like an 18 minute film that's like meh. It's too long and also too yeah. short, and you know, um, so ten minutes is kind of the the yeah. thing people aim for. But this is yeah. probably going to be more like thirteen, fourteen. Okay. Um, but there's also a lot of really beautiful scenery filming in Alaska, you know, or filming in Seattle to look like Alaska. Just all this beautiful greenery and mountains and stuff. So there's yeah. a lot to look at. And well, I, I can't um, wait till I can't wait till it's done. And uh, and so the idea is that you're going to do the festival circuit. Now, you know, yeah. you are someone who produced. A, festivals you've programmed yep. festivals and now you're on the other end you're actually putting your you're, you're going to submit your film into the festival circuit yeah. what's the next step and what's that process going to be like for you on this end 
Well, well, here's what folks do. They kind of just like throw it out to everything, you know, and say, okay, whoever says yes, great, right? But there, you really have to be strategic about it because most festivals have a premiere requirement. And so if you say yes, say like the, I don't know, Toadsuck Arkansas Film Festival says, hell yeah, <laughs> let's play this. Right. And they're going to screen it in October. And then Sundance says, we love this. We're going to play it in January. You're fucked. You cannot yeah. say yes to Sundance because yeah. you've said yes to Arkansas. And that, right. no offense to the Toadsuck Arkansas Film Festival, is not the move, right? Yeah. So yeah. you you want to target those like top tier festivals first so that's your you know your Sundance your Slamdance Tribeca Toronto you know you want to go after those yeah. and and try to try to secure the the most prestigious uh, world premiere that you can then you want to start looking at your regionals then you want to go okay I want a Chicago premiere an LA and New York uh, because this one was filmed in Seattle and all the crew was local obviously a, a, a Seattle premiere is, sure, is a big sure. deal so you want to like kind of target all those big festivals I'm on a busy street. Could you just no, hear that car it's like cool. drag Don't worry racing? About it. I'll, just, I'll just I'll just say that that way you're in you're in you're at Fury Road. It's all good. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm on a hill and people like fly down it sometimes. <laughs> uh, anyway, so so that's what you want to kind of do. So so that's going to be the big the big thing. And some of those really big festivals, their deadlines are coming up in like a week. So it's it is go time and also like. No, like nobody is fucking around right now time like let's just go we got to get this ready we got so we just hit go and we send it there is a platform called film freeway that is really awesome and i wish that i invented the damn thing it is uh instead of like having to track down uh you know the the submission information for everything and, and going to different platforms you upload your project one time and you write the synopsis and you put it all in there and then you upload like your your credit card information and then all the festivals are on Film Freeway. So then you just like submit it to them. Instead oh, of that's to, cool. Yeah, it's cool. So you don't have to like upload a new file every time because that would take hours. Like yeah. rendering video is a very long, long process. Yeah. Um, so so it'll it'll go into uh, Film Fre- Freeway with like hours, you know, to spare. And then uh, I will submit it to all of those festivals and I will hope to give you really good news soon enough. That will be yeah. like the excruciating part, excruciating part, because they give you like, here's the notification date. So you know, you get up that morning, you're like, refresh, 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 refresh. Tell yeah. me, tell me, tell me, tell me, you know. And they'll usually let you know either way, because they, they have a system that, like, you can see it being, okay, it's in consideration. And they'll say, okay, move to the semifinal, or like, yeah. under, you know, like you can yeah. watch it kind of go through the thing. Yeah. Um, and it's it's cool. So and I've I've used it for a lot of screenplays because they also have a lot of film festivals have like writing oh, that's great. contests. That's really yeah. cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Okay. So, so the Elvis so, movie is is cooking and uh, and, yeah. and we'll get we'll get hopefully we'll have some great news on that soon. Yeah, Fantastic. that's right. You know, that's you know, right. The last, and then, the last time the last I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? No, I was say and then um you know while I'm out here kind of kind of doing that there's not a lot of production going on because of the strike. Right. But there are some like student films obviously can keep going. Um, if it's an art film without acting or writing attached to it, or if it's like a script you already wrote a long time ago, uh, you can get a SAG after a waiver. Um, so I worked on one of those recently, just kind of a one day thing. And it was really a fun, cool day to just kind of um, play movie magic out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like it was, yeah. it was pretty far out in Orange County and yeah. it was like 75 in LA, but it was like a hundred that day. Um, and. I thought it was so interesting because the municipality that, that we filmed in, um, we got permit number zero one for 2023. And I was like, it is 
What? August. Nobody's filmed out here? Really? Wow. Nobody had. Yeah. So we transformed like the back of a pizza place into a uh, like a nightclub look just out their back door because that was sort yeah. of the, the, the shot. Um, and there were, it wasn't it wasn't about actors because it was like the the camera was the POV of the person of yeah. like looking around and seeing a thing. Um, so it was, it was cool. It, it was just really fun to because uh, I know so many people in the Chicago film world and I know some out here, but not as many. And there's also so many more out here. So it was kind of cool to make a new connection at like a gear house and learn, like hire up a crew and, you know, just sort of like looking at people person by person, looking at their reel or their portfolio or whatever. It was really fun. It was a really fun day. And I think everybody was going kind to of just like psyched to be at work when there's so, you know, so much production right. just came to a halt right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, b- before we jump into uh, the next thing, um, the last time we spoke, and I, and I wanted to, to, to do a quick recap on this. The last time we spoke, you were about to come back to Chicago for the Jewish Book Festival? Yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. Tell, me how, tell me how that went. It went great. It was so fun. It was a fun day. You know, it was the first year, so there was like a lot to, it was just kind of a let's see what people respond to, but it was really lovely. Um, Jonathan Eig gave the... Uh, the keynote that was so good, uh, you know, and he's so, so talented and so smart. And he gave yeah. the keynote on Saturday evening and there was like a, a gala thing. But but all day um, leading up to it, you know, there was panels and, and one-on-one interviews with authors that were just doing such cool things. It was really fun. Um, it was a great day. Of course, um, Terry Gant from Third Coast Comics. Uh, I interviewed him on stage about a lot of... Um, artists that were European artists uh, that were working at big ad agencies or, or doing a lot of big commercial art when, you know, Hitler started being a bitch, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people fled. And so like, I'm sorry, but I think that's the first time I've ever heard the term Hitler started being a bitch. I like that. I will I like talk shit idea. about Hitler any day. I, my, my people and I have no love for that man. Uh, no, um, really? Seriously, right? I, can't, I can't believe that. Really? Right. Uh, so, but as the, you know, as the Holocaust started to happen and as people started to see writing on the wall and then were fleeing more, you know, more urgently, yeah. a lot of artists came here. So a lot of comic books and superheroes have origins from these Jewish artists that, yeah, that left, wow. that had to leave Europe. So Terry Gant talked all about that. It was such a fun, it was like a really, um, you know, thoughtful and fun conversation and, and just a fun day. It was great. Let me ask you this. Was anything recorded for, for, uh, for, yeah. for that, that people can check out? Like if, if people want to see it or hear the interviews that you guys did or, or covering the fest in any way, is the stuff on, is it stuff online for people to check out? I recorded audio of all the interviews. I just need to edit it and post it. Wow. Okay. That, that old chestnut. Uh, yeah, that old chestnut. Yeah, <laughs> not not like you're too busy already making a movie or anything. Right, right. Uh, but okay, but it was recorded. I'm glad that happened. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's cool. That's cool. So first year, did it, it, it was good. It, you, I mean, do you anticipate it coming back for a second year, maybe even bigger and better? For sure. That's the hope anyway. That's, that's certainly great. the hope. Well, congratulations. But I'm glad that it turned out so well. And, and, thanks. Uh, it was really how, much time, how much time were you back home? How long were you here for like two days and gone? Uh, let's see. I got in like Wednesday night and I left Sunday morning. It was really oh. fast. Oh, yeah, man. it was did fast. You get to do, did you get to see anybody or anything? Or A little bit. And I stayed with a friend. Um, I stayed with her who lived who lived like right by the venue. So uh, I got yeah. to see her and a couple so of other So she's Edgewater? She's in Edgewater? Yeah, uh, yep. Person. She's up in Edgewater. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful area, man. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. Um, anyway, I wanted to I wanted to touch on that before we moved on. 
because I was curious to see how it went for you. That's awesome. You know, the one thing that is not recorded, though, that was really great was the Friday of it. um, There was like the regular Shabbat service on Friday night. And we got a librarian who bills herself as the world's happiest librarian, um, Amy Waldman from the Milwaukee Public Library. She came down and gave this talk about banned books and access to information that had like, even like the sweet little old ladies that just nod along in the front row, they were had like fists up in the air like, hell yeah. Oh, <laughs> it nice. Great. That's it was great. really, really good. And everybody That's was like kind of fired up about, um, basically her point was like, you need to engage with your librarian. If you see something that makes you say, fuck yeah, say like, go tell your librarian, yeah. I want this in my community. Don't just yeah. like fight that by, fight book banning and people bitching about books by affirming the books you do want. That's great. That's yeah, great. Well, that's it sounds great. like it, it sounds like it was a great success, and I and I hope it's even bigger next year. We'll talk about it again then, yeah, uh, as it comes up. Very very cool. And by the way, I do I do want to play this just for you. You really just quickly. stay around here to fuck my mother and eat her food. Matt. Oh, he moves. You are a fucking <laughs> asshole. Try something. Jim. Jim. Motherfucker. Yeah. Food eater. Okay, so. <laughs> so the guy who uh, Keanu Reeves is calling the motherfucker food eater. And you know mm-hmm. that's what we call each other. I don't know if people that's don't right. know this. That's a, that's the terms that we have for for each other. We call each other the motherfucker and food eater. That's yeah. respectively. Uh, well, I want you to know that I told Leo Rossi, the actor <laughs> who played the motherfucker food eater in River's Edge, I did his Q and A, and I got to hang out with him a couple of weeks ago at Flashback. Perfectly lovely and hilarious gentleman. Uh, from the moment I met him, he, he he's like Nikki D. He was calling me Nikki D, and he's like, "I'm a like I'm a you know like I'm a gangster." It's like, "Ah, oh, Nikki D, yeah. we go way we go way back," you know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, he wanted to send his love to you because I told him how much we love that that movie and you how much you love that scene in particular. So uh, he did do a shout out. If you get a chance to listen to the episode that I that I interviewed on this co- on this podcast, he did a shout out to you, Amy Guth, as a motherfucker food eater. I just wanted you to know that. So. I'm so excited about this. I cannot wait to hear this. <laughs> All right. So uh, you went to a party in the hills, which, of course, is something that everyone aspires to do when they're in L.A. You want to be invited to a badass exclusive yeah. party in the hills. Tell me a little bit about that. But what you wrote here in the email to me was that it all ended kind of weirdly. Super fucked up. Yeah. Uh, OK. Super can't wait up. to hear it. I, I can't wait to hear so, it. So some good friends of mine say, hey, you know, there's a there's a party that uh, this this couple does. They just want artists together and it's not pretentious. It's very cool. And I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to go to that. That's great. And indeed, like as promised, it was a bunch of people who were it wasn't about who do you know and it wasn't transactional. It was just this lovely gathering of artists. But it was up in the hills um, and that was quite cool because I like I didn't quite I just thought like directions to these people's house. But then I realized when I got closer, I was like, oh, wait, it says like something about the mansion on the left. Okay, okay, whatever. Good uh-huh. thing I, you know, put on lipstick and look respectable. Okay. <laughs> right. And right. so I, I, um, I drink club soda at those kind of events and yep. uh, just want to talk to people. People like, you know, sometimes people get wasted and act a yep. fool and I don't yep. want to be one of those people. So I was just drinking club soda and lime. And I would say as a sidebar, uh, anytime I have done that in the Midwest, people have an opinion about it. It's either like, oh, are you pregnant? Or are you an alcoholic? Or what, yep. you know, yep. none, of your, none of your business. Maybe yep. I'm all of those things. You don't need to know. Um, yep. And um, nobody gives a shit about that. They're just be like, oh, cool, club soda. Okay. <laughs> like, nobody gives a shit here. That's if cool. You, if people That's drink cool. or not. Yeah. I mean, cause, uh, Amy, as you know, I'm, I'm sober now. Yes. And, and, uh, and I, get that all, I get that all the time in Chicago. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Because people want to know and make yeah. it weird. And, yep. 
you know, and, and then then they feel weird because I think yep. they're like, oh, you threatened by, yeah. oh, I'm not an alcoholic, but yeah. I'm just going to drink in front of you. Like, I, dude, I don't, whatever, yeah. dude, I don't care. Exactly. I just do whatever the fuck you want. So, um, but you know, I'm like, more than anything, I'm like, I, I'm here to, to talk to people and right. I want to remember it all. I don't want to, you know, yeah, I, I don't want to do anything else. So I'm drinking club soda and I'm talking to, I made lovely friends that were just delightful people and, and. You know, this woman's got like a karaoke thing going in her house. So people are singing and I was like about to leave and suddenly, but there were like legit R&B singers that were professionals that were killing it. So I was like, no fucking way am I singing after any of the people that just killed it. Absolutely. And then one of this one woman sings this beautiful Jill Scott song and like nails it and oh. just ha- walks over to me and hands me the mic. And she was like, what are you singing now? And I was like, I'm not following you. <laughs> she was like, no, friend, you're going to. So I like sing a Madonna song. So I was like, I don't want to be rude, you know. And I sing. And it was just, wait, wait, you know, wait. What, what Madonna song did you? I sang Material Girl because I feel like I yeah. can sell that song. Hell like, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I do, you, like, do, do you know of my love for Madonna? Are you aware of my I, love for Madonna? I don't know. Oh, Tell my me. God, Amy. Oh, I can't, I can't even explain to you how much I love Madonna. I've seen her in live like 800 times. I adore her. Wow. I would love to see you perform Material Girl. That would make my day. That'd okay, be well, next time I'm, that's always my go-to karaoke. I'm always singing oh, Madonna hell songs. Oh, yeah. so. hell yeah. So next time I do it, I will record it for you. Oh, great. So so I do this, I, and I was like, okay, you know, you don't want to be the last one in a party. So I leave, and I, I drive back. It's, it was a good drive. Um, and I drive back, and I pull up to my block, and I'm right on a busy street, and there are cops everywhere. Like, all of LAPD is right there blocking off this one area. And, and you know, they, they're stopping people and waving us another direction. Oh, I roll down my window, God. and I'm like, hey, I live, uh, like, right, I'm right there. Like, I'm staying right, th- I'm pointing at the door of the Airbnb. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, no, there's a manhunt, there's a carjacking, oh, and we think he's armed, so... He's in the area, though. Shouldn't be much longer. We're closing in on him. So just pull over. Oh, my God. And I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I check back in with the guy, and he's like, yeah, we we, we think we got him, but it may be a while. <laughs> I go and get tacos. I come back. I eat the tacos in the car, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. hanging out, hanging out. So, I, you know, I was going to be home 9.30, 10. I think probably more like 9.30. Yeah. It's creeping up on 2 in the morning now. Oh, man. And I'm still in the car, and I was like, I, I don't live in this city, so I don't, like, have family here. I can't just go, like, hey, to my, you yeah. know, sibling's and, and, house or something. And I'm assuming at this point, Amy, you regret not uh, just drinking club soda at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God. I mean, I was obviously driving, but also, right, like, yeah, I'm right, speaking right. to cops all night, too, so that <laughs> right. would have been a whole other issue. Right. So, right. so I'm like, uh, you, you know, I, I keep checking in, and finally, I'm like, again... I'm right there. Like, that's yeah. the door. So finally, about three, they're like, okay, you drive straight to your parking spot and go inside and shut the door and lock it. And I'm like, deal. Run in. And, and they're on the radios. They're like, everybody, like, no weapons drawn. We're oh letting this car God. through. I was like, Jesus Christ, oh is this person God. in my building? What's going on? And they're like, oh. no, it's this building next door. Okay. So I go in, and I'm so exhausted. And I go to bed. And a short time later, I'm... It, this the police helicopter light is shining in the bedroom window oh my god and i hear and they're over the pa system and they're like uh we are deploying the lapd canine unit you will oh. be discovered shortly and i was like what the fuck oh like, my is, god 
This is way beyond carjacking. Like this person may be also maybe carjacked, but also is a serial killer or something. And I hear that and the the things like buzzing the building for a while. I fall back asleep. I wake up and it is so loud it sounds like the helicopter is on top of the building. The oh light God. is everywhere and they're like do not resist arrest. You are surrounded and screaming. And I'm looking outside. There's somebody like trying to run. I'm like, you have every cop in the city here right now. So there's just like a, a pile of LAPD right there on the street, like subduing this person. There's dogs, there's just chaos. And I'm, and, and then I found nothing about it. The only thing I saw was on Twitter. I'm searching for it. And some dude just just said like, "Man, this LAPD helicopter shit has got to has got to end." That's it. That's it. That's the only thing I saw, and I was like, "What is happening?" And then like eventually, I think the uh, the municipality uh, tweeted something like, um, "You know, uh, police activity at this intersection has been cleared up." I was like, "That is the understatement of the century." Wow. So so yeah. in addition to like underreacting to earthquakes apparently they underreact to manhunts as well in, in LA. everybody was really like oh man this helicopter situation really sucks but i was like <laughs> my dudes there was like a helicopter and i ate tacos and then there are dogs and there that's, was a pile of cops it was wow it was that's a whole a, thing that is a crazy story so is it the is that the place you're in right now as we speak yeah yeah okay. that's the place so yeah. the people who are that you're renting this from you're staying the you know the airbnb, airbnb were they contacted at all with this insanity was happening or no no but the guy came by the next day for something and uh the owner and he yeah. was like hey how's it going because we had only like communicated through you know through airbnb yeah and yeah, the yeah. messaging and and he came by just to say hi and, and super nice guy and I was like dude you have no idea what happened here last <laughs> night and he was like damn so then you know yeah. later he you know sent a message to let me know something and, and was like man that's a really wild story about last yeah. night I was like you have no idea bro you should have said hey buddy you should give me a goddamn discount I know I was staying I, in a war zone I right, had no idea right right Jesus. there there's like a also a 7-eleven down the hill that I'm calling it like the fighting 7-eleven because I don't know I, I don't know if there's like I don't know a methadone <laughs> clinic nearby or something I like stopped in to pick up something the other day and I can't back out because there's dudes fighting behind my car. And I was like, hey, gentlemen, you want to move it? He's like, mind your fucking business. I was like, you mind your fucking business. You're behind my car. And I was like, every time. And then I drove by it the next day and there was a dude holding a fluorescent light bulb, you know, long thing. He's like holding it on his crotch, screaming, hey, motherfucker, suck my dick. And just like yelling. Wow. Wow. This is a really lively block right yeah, here. Yeah, you are living in happening. you are living in party time right there. I mean, when you got guys holding fluorescent lights and telling you to suck your dick, that's that's something right there. He wasn't even talking to me. He was just yelling at a fence. <laughs> he was just yelling. Yelling at a fence, you said? Yeah, yeah he was yelling at a fence. <laughs> oh God. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, I'm glad I'm everything good. is okay. All right, cool. You had All the you good got, adventures. You know, I, I, I guess the takeaway from this is that you got to eat some tacos. That's I think is the takeaway. I think the takeaway is always carry snacks. Always oh. drink your club soda. <laughs> always carry snacks. Always carry snacks. Exactly. And if you need a fluorescent light, just ask the guy who wants to. He wants you to suck your dick. That that guy. Just will, uh, <laughs> just hit up the. Uh, if just yeah. hours of entertainment at the Seven <laughs> Eleven. Oh man. Okay. Before we let you we let you go, and again, just a delight to talk to you as always, Amy. Always um, a pleasure. Uh, you, you went to a film, you went to a screening of a movie called Apora, A-P-O-R-I, and it's Aporia. Uh, a, Aporia, Aporia, yeah. and it stars uh, our, our very own Judy Greer. 
That's right. Yeah. Um, tell, so, tell me about it. I've heard about the movie. I've not seen it. So there, you know, there's screenings like every night of the week if you just get on the right mailing list. And and I'm like, hell yeah, I want to see movies every night. That's great. Um, so you just have to RSVP. And so I, I, I RSVP'd to this one because I was like, oh, hell yeah, Judy Greer. I love it. Yeah, yeah. She is so good in this. Yeah. And it's a it's a weird story. I didn't know much about it going into it, but um, it's... It's very beautifully shot. It's very, very beautifully shot. Um, it, it has a little bit of sci-fi in it without being sci-fi, really. Yeah, so, yeah. But in a way that just kind of brings up some ethical questions. Um, right. And the, wor- the word, right, anaporia is a philosophical puzzle, right? Right. Um, so, so it, like, it brought up a lot of, like, what if you could go back and influence a situation if you could change it like say something happened you know if you could say go back in time and 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 kill somebody who say like kill jeffrey dahmer right or or do something yeah. to save lives what are what's the ripple effect what are the unintended yeah. consequences and how yeah. that shows up it was really wow, really that's good cool. that's cool. yeah it was it was interesting because i was like oh it it like it didn't really beat you over the head with that it just kind of let you leave the theater with this like oh well, what would I do in that situation? What, yeah. mm. and, and the ending is kind of ambiguous. So you, you're kind of left to decide what it means for you. So, cool. but I was like, Judy Greer done brought it. it yeah, yeah she's, she's very, she very good in it. She always And she does, has such right? an expressive face. Yeah. And it was the perfect role for like a woman who's absolutely going through hell. And like the movie opens with, um, she's lost her husband mm-hmm. and, and she's struggling terribly and their their daughter is not coping well and so the, these kind of questions emerge of like well if i could go back and change the outcome of that what would happen right wow and that's a great idea that's a great great idea yeah, for a movie it's it's a really great idea and so the actors weren't there to promote it um and i was hoping yeah, yeah. you know hoping she'd the be strike, there but the strike yeah because yeah, of the yeah, strike yeah. um but the director was there um and he did a little bit of a of a q and a at the end and um you know, he, he talked a little bit more about the writing process, which I suppose technically he you're not supposed not, to. You know, but that's he shouldn't okay. have been doing that either. Yeah. Um, but he was just kind of explaining to the to the programmer. Um, it was kind of a one on one conversation. But it was really interesting to hear from you know where he uh, like where he got the idea, just like being obsessed with reading sci fi books, yeah. and um, and how he was like wanted to just explore this idea of the unintended consequence of like okay, if you you know he went back in time and like killed a serial killer what what suddenly is different and yeah. then even like who is it different for there's the people that know you're changing the time or you know going back to do right. something to influence right. outcome versus it's all like we don't know the difference because we're then in the other timeline it was it was like kind of a thinker and you know it was kind of heavy but it was really beautifully done it was interesting but i, I want you to see it because i want to I, I would love to get your take because i will you know no movie yeah. is perfect so there's yeah. stuff to unpack yeah. with it but Okay, yeah. Aporia. I promise I will see it, and I know Sweet. it's gonna get, it's gonna get a Chicago release, I believe, in September. So, I, so. Uh, yeah. I will look for it there. Uh, and I do want to recommend a movie to you before I let you go. Um, Tell it's me. a it's a movie called Birth Rebirth. Okay. Uh, Birth slash Rebirth, and the director uh, Laura Moss. I had them on uh, the show. They co-wrote it and directed it. Um, and I saw it at the Chicago Critics Film Festival at the Music Box uh, just this past May. And I lost my fucking mind. Hmm, Picture like a combination, if you will, of uh, 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 an interesting uh, gender-bending take on Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Oh, wow. Combine it with some 
vintage body horror uh, David Cronenberg. What the fuck? And throw a little Todd Haynes in there. And wow. Yeah. And it's, and it's un- besides Barbie, it's my favorite movie of the year. And, hmm. um, and uh, by the way, have you seen Barbie? I have not seen Barbie or uh, Oppenheimer yet. All right, don't worry about Oppenheimer. You really have to see Barbie. <laughs> really, it's Barbie. It's, it's un, I've seen it four times, Amy. I've seen it four times. Really? Yeah. No, you seriously. Oh. You have to see this movie. I guarantee you that you will love it. Yeah. And as I've said to everybody, I guarantee you it's not at all whatever you think it is. It's not that. Right. It's one of the most brilliant, subversive, funny touching moving and hilarious movies i've seen in years it's greta gerwig's fucking masterpiece amy you, that's what i keep hearing it's I keep, like it, so many people tell me like i'm you, telling you and i, and I know it. and i know you amy i know yeah. you and i guarantee you you're gonna fucking go nuts when you see this movie i guarantee do, you does it make sense having seen it do you understand why everyone's breaking up over it <laughs> you know what's really funny here's the really funny thing amy uh, I got together with a woman because of that movie. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding you. Like, nice. like about a week later, it was like she finally was like, "Yeah, I think we're dating." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool." And it was, and I think it was because of, I think it was, I, I like to attribute Barbie. So the absolute, and I, I have heard those stories, Amy, but the absolute opposite happened to me. So that's interesting. Maybe, maybe that's another reason why I like it so much. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Well, but, but, but I, maybe that's like a, a, a testament to to your enlightenment because I think that's what it is. I think it's making people. It, yeah. It's like putting a light on oh, dudes that are pieces of shit. Yeah. Don't, exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, you, I don't know if you saw. It. Did you see fucking Bill Maher's reaction to it? No, I, I kind of heard about that, yeah, and I was yeah, like, "Fuck look that guy." At, yeah. yeah, exactly. Fuck him. He, you know, I mean, this this is the guy who's he's talking shit, and his the highlight of his career is DC Cab. So fuck off. <laughs> So, um, you know, he's bitching about, oh, it's anti-man. Fuck off, man. No. I mean, get out of here. Anybody who, bi- any guys who bitch about this movie don't even, just get the fuck out of here. And by the way, Amy, there is a monologue about three quarters of the way into the movie that America Ferrara has um, that is like, I've seen the movie four times. And after every time that when that monologue ends, I, I want to burst into applause. It is, wow. seriously, it is an unbelievable monologue about, what it is to live and exist as a woman in these days, in this oh. day and age. Hell it's yeah. unfucking believable I'm telling you, Amy, you got to see it. And on top of that, you have to see Birth Rebirth, which is a, a okay. great, creepy. So there's a couple of movies for you. So I'll see Aporia. You go see, the, uh, you go see those other ones. And, uh, Deal. We'll report next time. Yes. All right. All right, cool. I'm looking forward to uh, the next time. And I, you know, we'll probably get an update on what's going on with the Elvis movie and so much more. Yes. All right, Indeed. Amy, you're the best. You're the best. Thanks All so right, much. All right, cool. Amy Guth, and she'll join us next month. And uh, right now, we're going to say hello to Esmeralda Leon. Esmeralda. Yeah. Esmeralda Leon. Yeah. Esma. I'm talking about that Esma. Esmeralda Leon. Yeah. Esmeralda. Yeah, yeah. Esmeralda Leon. Esmeralda Leon, that's the jam, man. It's the jam we hear when uh, Esmeralda joins us. Hi, Esmeralda. Hello. How are you? 
I'm doing good. How are you? I'm not bad. Um, it was a, a fun weekend. Uh, did you? Mm-hmm. I, I understand we were talking a little bit before we started recording that you were doing a little dog sitting. Was that uh, was mm-hmm. that enjoyable mm-hmm. for you? Yeah, it was all right. The dogs are they're pretty chill, so yeah. didn't really have to deal with uh, any problems. We, oh, just two two of them or more? Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just two. Just two. Okay. Regular dogs. They didn't. They don't uh, bite anybody in the testicles or anything like that. No. No, fortunately. No. Uh, well, I mean, I, I say that because I just saw strays over the weekend again. Right. And uh, Was there the whole... a testicle biting scene? Oh, no. The whole movie builds up to them biting the dick off of Will Forte. That's oh, the whole, wow. That's, <laughs> that's what the whole movie kind of that like up. if I look up, if I look up what it's about, it's like the journey to go bite Will that's Forte's e- dick. Honest to God, that's exactly <laughs> what the movie is about. It's like the dogs led by Will Ferrell, who's been mistreated mm-hmm. by by Will Forte. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he discovers like after the the other strays led by Jamie Fox, voice voice who voices a dog. Um, they tell him, "Hey, your your owner's not cool. He's an asshole." Um, and then he decides Will Ferrell, the little cute little dog, decides that they're going to travel back, and they're going to bite off Will Forte's dick. That's the whole. Damn. That's the, that's the whole plot. That's like a lot of wow. Usually it's like the journey, the journey home. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like it's, <laughs> it's a journey yeah. to go bite a guy's dick off. That's exactly right. right. But it's but you know the uh, uh, Homeward Bound. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember that movie Homeward Bound where yeah. it was like you know the dogs and the, and the cat and they can talk and shit. Mm-hmm. That's what this is a takeoff on that. It's like instead of like their journey home, they're gonna go back to the trailer park and they're gonna bite off this guy's dick. That's right. That's what they're gonna. That's what they're gonna. Do. And there's a lot of dogs humping things and like couches and, and you know the little garden gnomes. They like fuck garden gnomes and stuff. And mm-hmm. then they they throw up and then eat each other's vomit. They're like, hey, what's in there, man? Let's try that. You know, they're like, because that's what dogs do. That's what dogs yeah. Do. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but the you know I, um, I went with a couple of people who own dogs and they were laughing their asses off. So anyway, um, four dollars on uh, Sunday. That was uh, yeah. That's that was a good fun. deal. National Cinema Day, four bucks, and it, 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 again, an unqualified success. I went to uh, uh, the Marcus Cinemas at Country Club Hills. I'd never been there before. Uh, mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful facility, lovely theater. I love going to movie theaters I've never been to before. You know, I always like yeah. that. And I'd never been there before, and it was really cool. And it was, and, and it was packed because it was four dollars for every showing, every format. So you could see like a crazy DX movie where they shake the seats and shit. Mm-hmm. And you could see like IMAX. You can go to a matinee. You can go to a night show. As you know, you you guys participated last year. You went. Yeah. Didn't you yeah, see yeah, the yeah. Didn't you see the everybody thing, everything in the thing with the thing mm-hmm. and the, the thing in the everybody and everything movie? Yep. <laughs> oh man, uh, did you see Did you see another Did you see two movies last year? Or am I Am I Am I been um, We watched. We saw that, and then um, Bullet Train. Oh right, Bullet Train. That's right. Bullet Train was out then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, four bucks. You can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Unless you're seeing, you know, Gran Turismo, and then you're going to go wrong. <laughs> um, so, anyway. But uh, dog sitting, that's a quiet weekend. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Well, cool. Hey, we got a, 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 a magic megaphone. Oh, very good. And, it, and I'm interested because uh, I'm interested to see what you think of this and your thoughts on this. But before mm-hmm. we do that, though, we do have to do this. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, man. All right. 
Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. Hi, Carrie. How are Hi, you? Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, Hi. and I love Nick's show. Oh, she loves my show. All right. I, I, no. I, 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 does I, she? I, yeah, that's what I hear. I understand that that she does. She loves my show. Hey, by the way, huh. uh, my my dad's gonna be half uh, gonna be coming up those back stairs and through that door because it's Ooh, Tuesday, nice. and that means my dad's gotta yeah. tell a joke. So we got a joke from my yes. dad. All right, so the Magic Megaphone, if you are interested in uh, requesting that I say something into the Magic Megaphone or play something into the Magic Megaphone, uh, we take all requests and just leave your messages that you want me to say or play into the Magic Megaphone for all to hear. Leave it on our voicemail system, which is open 24-7, 773-417-6948, or email it to us at nickdpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, as, as usual, Esmeralda, you know I'll play it. Mm-hmm. And then explain it. Yeah. So here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. Right, hang on a second. Wait, wait hold on. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, here we go. I do not like sushi. I do not like sushi. I do not so, like sushi. Uh-huh. I do not like sushi. So. I do not like sushi. All right, okay. I do not. All right, I got you. All right. You have to call the cops because you don't like sushi. <laughs> So that's the you, that's pretty clear, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So Veronica in Melrose Park. Um, all of her friends insisted that they go out for sushi last week. Mm-hmm. Or the, I'm sorry, no, this is long. This was actually longer. This request was put in a little while. <laughs> Didn't get to it. We skipped a we skipped a couple many months. ages ago. <laughs> <laughs> Someone a little while ago wanted Veronica to go out for sushi. Um, yeah. And she had never had sushi before. Okay. And then she went, and uh, she went out with her friends to have sushi, and the result was... I do not like sushi. So... I do not like... So... Now, you like sushi, right, Esmeralda? I love sushi. Yeah. Although, I'm very particular about the sushi I eat. Okay. And well, my t- guess is, because okay. I'm curious where they went. She did not say. wherever they... Okay, well, it was probably garbage. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I'm just going to straight guessing, up. Sorry. I'm, guess, I'm Sorry, guessing but... they didn't get gas station sushi. You know, the pre Right. Like the 7-Eleven sushi. I think they went someplace other than that, I would imagine. Right. It probably wasn't good. I'm yeah. just going to preface with that. <laughs> okay, let me let me ask you this um, then. No, go ahead. Go ahead. What you were going to say. And also, I'd be curious what she ate. Yes, that's the thing that I was curious about. Did not specify. Because, one... Um, and this is a lot of people, and if you like this, cool, not my thing whatsoever, and I think it's gross. Um, when you get all those rolls with, like, just the shit on them, <laughs> i.e. just covered in mayo and crispy bits and cream cheese and, like, this and that, I'm like, no, 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 go fuck yourself. I love that. I love that with the shit on them. <laughs> with just shit on I just, I hate that stuff. Like, to me, that is not, that's not sushi. I mean, it's sushi, but it's not, no. It's the equivalent to me of when you get, you know, fucking orange chicken at the Chinese joint. Like, that's what that is. I got you. No, that makes sense. You're right. (laughs) You're right. Right. Yeah, with all the shit on it. I got you. Maybe she did have, I don't know what she had. Um, I'd be curious. I would love to know what she ate. I, in my opinion, I think a lot of times when people don't like something, it's because they have been served it in an awful, terrible, yeah. poorly done yeah. way. 
Especially, <laughs> and you know what? I mean, sushi, you know, and I love sushi as well. I'm a, I'm a fan of sushi as well. And I'm with you. I don't like all the shit on it, as you put, as you put it. Yeah. I um, mean, it's it's getting ridiculous. They just yeah. pile it on, and it's yeah. like you don't even taste fish. Yeah. Like, that's... Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I think there is this thing that is inherently, for some people, when they hear sushi, they go, ooh, raw fish. And a lot of people mm-hmm. are turned off by that. And that's, you know, that's fair enough. You know, a lot of people are like, ugh, I don't want... I don't know, raw fish, and that kind of freaks me out. And for a lot of people, that's the big hurdle. And then once they try it, they're like, oh, oh, this is good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, it depends. So fish is very, I mean, raw fish. Let's not even get into cooked fish. Like raw fish, it's it's a very particular thing. You need to have fresh. It has to be good. Because if not, it's going to not be good. It's going to have a fishy smell and and whatever. I once had mackerel. Mm -hmm. I do not like mackerel. It's too oily. It has quite an intense fishy smell. Um, And it was years ago that I tried it, and I was like, not into it. I had gone some years back to this really super nice um, sushi restaurant. Like, Like, very, very, very nice. They gave us mackerel, and I was like, I'll try it again. I tried it. I was like, what in the hell was I eating that one time? Because this see. is not that. Yeah. <laughs> My mind blew up. Like, I was just like, this is delicious. I don't yeah. know what the hell that was then. Yeah. So, it, yeah. I mean, I think that's true of a lot of food, but especially seafood. I think you're right, especially fish mm-hmm. and sushi and stuff like that. If oh, it's yeah. If it's prepared wrong or prepared like shit, that's, mm-hmm. not, that's not cool. Like, mackerel is a, is a pretty good fish. <clears throat> you know, uh, and I've had it bad. I've had it prepared bad, and, and I've had bad sushi, you know. Um, but when you have good sushi, it's, I mean, it's, it's fan- sushi's fantastic when it's, when it's done yeah. properly. It's fantastic. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's, see, what's amazing is, like, I like eating sashimi, which is yep. just the pieces of raw fish. Yep. Um, you get, like, certain cuts of it. It's like eating just, like, mel- it melts in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like butter. It is amazing because used- you're just like, this is a piece of fish. How is this happening? But it's because it's that tender and that like fresh and oof. Yeah, I remember one I of love- the first time. One of the first times I, I not one of the first times I had gone a few times for sushi. This was in the '80s, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I had gone to I probably had sushi just a couple of times and probably like shitty sushi. Mm-hmm. But I remember we went to a sushi place and my friend had never had sushi before. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever told you the story, bro. I'm not sure if I ever told you. I don't you. know. I don't think so. My friends and I, we go, and my friend Patrick, he had never had sushi before. And he was, like, willing to try anything. And so mm-hmm. I, I was, I, like, kind of turned away. I grabbed some stuff off of it. We had, like, a, a plate with a bunch of sushi on it. We were taking stuff off of it and putting it on our own plate, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he's like, I'm going to try this. And he scooped up all the wasami. <laughs> And thought it was just something like thought it was something and thought it was something to eat. Yeah, I mean, mean, it is. (laughs) No, it is. But like he thought that was like a that was like something you scoop it up and then eat it like a paste. And he did. And he put it all in his mouth. (laughs) Oh, no. And I literally I I was like, no, it was like, you know, when somebody does something in slow motion, you go. no. I mean, yeah, there's nothing once it's in there. What are you going (laughs) to do? Yeah. And he's like, oh, this green stuff, I'll try this. And we're like, nah. And he put it all in his mouth. He was like, mm, I'm, oh. 
and then I, you see his eyes like completely wide, <laughs> and his pupils almost like dilated, and he was like, ha ha, and he had, it was horrible. It was so horrible. I mean, what's at least the 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 upside of it is that it only lasts like a little bit. It's not like eating a, a pepper where yeah. that shit will live with you for right. <laughs> A right. while. Right. That pretty, it'll, you know, it'll hit you and it's really bad and then it just dissipates. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, he did have like a spoonful of it. Like it was, it was, <laughs> like he had like a, like a teaspoonful of wasabi. And it's like, dude, oh my God. And so he was fucked up. And then like, like for the rest of the time, he's like, I don't want to eat any more of this. And I'm like, well, you made a huge mistake, dude. That's not something. Yeah. You, you ate don't... the spice. Like why? Just because it's there. Like, you know, there's yeah. condiments. <laughs> yeah. He had no idea. Like it was his first time eating sushi. He's like, I'll take the green stuff for it. And he goes, and I, I mean, you could also ask questions. He didn't ask shit. <laughs> don't just go, hey, yeah. I'm going to eat this. That's, That's like exactly eating the did. lettuce off the. Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> like he scooped it up and just went, I'll try this. And I'm like, no, what the fuck are you doing? It's like you're so. gonna eat the kale that's under your your <laughs> club sandwich. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's I'm gonna have the I'm gonna try the garnish first. That's yeah. what I'm gonna try first. Um, although wasabi's not a garnish. I mean, it's lovely when you have it in when you're supposed right. whether you're supposed to have it. But um, but you know, like I always like if someone is like really sort of like, man, I don't know about sushi. Uh, I'm always like, well, look here. If you're gonna go out and people are gonna go out to sushi going to have sushis and stuff like that, and you're freaked out about the raw fish, and maybe you don't like seafood, you don't like fish or whatever, just get a California roll. You'll be fine. You know, like, just go. Right. Just well, that, also, that still has seafood in it. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, like I, I, you, I think you can get a California, can't you get a California roll with, like, no seafood? Can't you just, like, Probably. Ah, just, you can yeah. get, I mean, you can get vegetarian rolls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the basis of a sushi roll is literally just rice. Yeah. Seaweed. And fish, yeah. Well, and not even fish. Like if you just throw some avocado and some cucumber in there, and right. boom, you got a roll. <laughs> and you got a roll. Yeah, you have a roll. And there's plenty of stuff that you can eat at a sushi restaurant that's not fish. You know, mm-hmm. um, if you don't want to have fish, um, I would. I would say to Veronica to try again. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious what she ate. I would I, love Veronica, if she could tell us. Veronica in Melrose Park. I'm trying to think if there are any sushi restaurants in Melrose Park. I don't know. Um, Melrose and like Park. I said, I'm sorry, but I I don't think you probably went anywhere good. No, because Melrose Park is that's all that's a, that's Italian land up there, man. Melrose I'm just Park gonna is, I'm a, I'm a, yeah. I'm just gonna go with it. Probably wasn't the best. Uh, so, but the question, Veronica, the question that Esmeralda has for you is, where did you go and what did you have? And you you were you were almost guaranteeing her that she went to a bad place and had bad sushi and it wasn't representative of what could be good sushi, correct? Most likely, or okay. her friends were giving her things that were yeah. a little more advanced in flavors. Yeah, or just um, gave her gave her a spoonful of wasabi. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> you should have seen his face, Esmeralda. You should have seen his face. Like his eyes. It was like a cartoon character. You know when cartoons go, when their eyes go, when they widen? Yeah. That's what it looked like. He ate the wasabi in his mouth and was like, oh. I was like, man. Oh, my God. What the hell I would tell I would tell Veronica if she goes back to a sushi restaurant and yeah. she wants to eat anything else, go ahead. I mean, they got like teriyaki chicken and stuff. Yeah. Um, but one of my favorite things to eat at a Japanese restaurant, aside from the sushi, is um, the tempura. Oh, yeah. Which is just fried. It's just fried vegetables. Yeah. yeah. And we'll do shrimp in there. But yeah. it's so good. It is. The way and- it's like light, 
Yeah, the batter Crispy. is del- the temp- oh, yeah. tempura batter is just delicious. It's just mm-hmm. so it's like you said, light and it's crispy. It's beautiful. It's like if you yeah. if you if you put tempura batter on a shoe, it'll taste good. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> you could yeah. yeah. You do that, I'd be like, sure, let's try yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> let's do a shoe, a shoe, a tempura shoe. I'm good with that. That's fine. I'd yeah. be into it. Yeah, but I think like now, have you gone to the ones? I love the places where they like have the where the where the sushi passes by you on the conveyor belt. Yeah, I recently went, and I, cool, I went right? to two. I went to two. I went to one that was really great, and then this other one was not so great. Which one and did you I go to? I should have. The one that was really good, it was up on Broadway. Um, Broadway, it, like Broadway and Belmont. It's up to, it's, oh, it's Belmont. Oh, no, okay. Broadway um, and yeah, Broadway and Belmont. I forget. It's kind of new, I think. Is it on Broadway? Uh, yes. Okay, it's, it's uh, on 3219 North Broadway. It's called Sushi Plus Rotary Sushi Bar. Okay. And I've not gone they there. Wow. Have, it's, it's super good. They have so many. Um, they actually have one in Chinatown. They have one in Aurora. And the menu okay. is just giant. I've been aside to the, from just the rolls. I've been to the one in Chinatown. That's the that's the that's the, the okay. one I've gone. I've gone to the one in Chinatown. At least that must be the same place because I've been in Chinatown. I went to the sushi place that has the conveyor belts. Yeah, um, and it was cool as hell. And the food was great. The food was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a lot of stuff aside from the rolls, but the rolls were nice. I enjoyed. Yeah. They had nice variety of rolls. I went to one in Uptown. Not good. <laughs> okay. Now I've gone to I've gone to a sushi place in Uptown, and I thought it was okay, not great, but it wasn't bad. You know what I mean? It was like, a road. Mind you, no one was there. We, okay. I walked in, and I immediately wanted to walk out because no one was in there. But I'm like, eh, they saw us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know exactly. And what also, you mean. I was like, you know, maybe it's not bad. Maybe it's just, yeah. you know, it's early. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it was really very basic. Julie and I went up to a place in uh, in Uptown for uh, oh god I can't remember that it is a is a ramen place in Uptown it was fucking great um, um, god damn it and I can't remember the name of it uh, it was on Broadway I believe it was on Broadway and it was but it was in Uptown and um, was it near the it was Wilson near Argyle Red? it's near Argyle where oh near all, Argyle yeah it's okay. in that area you know what I mean when you go to Argyle oh, you're okay. gonna get it's all that that type of food. oh there's a couple of new ramen places right right there yeah that well the one ramen so place it probably we was, was one of because we were gonna go for pho uh yeah. you know and uh but then it was like uh why don't we let's 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 do uh rom we i don't know for some reason like we were like i think we'll just go with ramen instead i think i get i think we didn't want anything as spicy so we went to uh we went to ramen instead but ramen was the ramen was pretty spicy but it was good and i'm trying to remember what the name of the place was it was on broadway and it's near uptown not far from argyle and um but it's like there's there are two fa places like right around the corner. Yeah, don't go to um tank sushi. Don't go to tank noodle. Tank noodle. Just FYI. Okay. All right. Um, one they weren't paying their em- uh, employees. All right. Well, fuck that then. Yes. And they also <laughs> they also the owners were January sixth. So you know. Oh come on, man. Yep. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. You didn't hear about any of that. No, I did not. Yeah, I did yeah. not. Okay, well, I won't be going to a restaurant where 
the people from the people who run it were, were in the Capitol on January 6th. I'm not going to. I will. Yeah. Not gonna. Yeah. They uh, now it wasn't they, it wasn't it wasn't Viking helmet ass, was it? It wasn't it wasn't that guy. No, no. no. Okay. <laughs> um, so it was the owners of Tank Noodle. They posted pictures from the rally. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, they were there. And then they were investigated um, because they were using illegal employment practices. Well, how is that place so still they, open? Because some people don't care. Some people yeah. don't know. <laughs> okay, well, all right. Well, there's a place not to visit. So, yeah, they were accused of violating federal labor laws. Okay. That's and they were good. forced to give 60 workers nearly $700,000 in back wages. So, yeah. Wow, man. Mm-hmm. And they're still around? <laughs> I don't... Uh, yeah. Man, okay. That, that's not cool. That's not cool at all. All right. Uh, well, but the but that uh, I, I will say this: the the ramen place we went to was really good. It was it was yeah. quite tasty, very very good. So um, yeah, but I get you know like uh, I mean when you go to Argyle, there's so much stuff to choose from in that, you know, from that uh, uh, very exotic stuff in in Argyle. I remember oh, yeah, when, I was, when I when I was younger and I went to Argyle. I would go there because, <laughs> you know, you could get cra- you can get great food like Asian food and and, and mm-hmm. from other parts of the world. Um, but also, you could get like um, on VHS back in the '80s, you could get all of the Jackie Chan movies before they were released to America. Oh yeah, yeah. They had them. In yeah. the, they had them in the back, like in the front. You could get a live octopus, but if you wanted mm-hmm. Jackie Chan movies, you could just go to the back <laughs> and get Jackie Chan movies directly from China. You know, and nice. like, and I would always have to. I would always ask for the ones that are that are Cantonese, because mm-hmm. the Cantonese ones have the American subtitles. The English ah, subtitles. They have the English subtitles. Nice. And but then sometimes they wouldn't understand me, and I'm like, uh, "Do you have do you have like Super Cop in Japanese or in uh, Cantonese?" They're like, oh, "I don't know. Just just give it to me. I'll just watch the action. I don't have to read it." <laughs> it's like and, the stories. The the yeah. the, the, uh, Jake, the uh, what they're saying is fine. We don't yeah, I don't that. need an English. I don't need an English translation for Jackie Chan jumping off a fucking train. I'm good. I, <laughs> yeah. I understand. I understand that. And, and by the way, give me a couple of octopi while you're down there. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I was actually watching a Jackie Chan movie that was based, it's based off of a cartoon or something. It's a live um, action with Jackie Chan? Yeah, it's live action. I mean, it's it's way, it's a Hong Kong one. So it's an early but, one from um, the 80s or 80s or 90s? Yeah, like 80s, yeah. 90s. Okay. He, at one point, the only reason I know about it is because on Instagram and like TikTok, you'll see the one scene. There's a scene, and I don't, I haven't watched the whole movie, so I don't know how this okay. happens, but he's dressed as Chun Li from Street Fighter. Oh. <laughs> okay. Is that, that might be Drunken Master. No, so it's called Future it's not... Cops. Oh, Future Cops. Oh, okay. And he's dressed as the dude from... Yeah. No, the the girl. He's dressed the as gr- Chun-Li from Wait Street Fighter. Okay, I don't know. Okay, so this is a Jackie There's like Chan a movie. scene in it. Yeah, there's a okay. scene in it where he's dressed like that. And, and it's been on like Instagram and TikTok and stuff. So I was like, I need to see what this is. <laughs> right. So you're I started street... watching it. I started yeah. watching it. And it's like about him. He's a cop and his partner was killed... Um, and then he has to watch over his, the, the killed partner's sister. And then like something happens, like he's on a boat and nobody <laughs> knows who he is because he doesn't have ID or something. Uh-huh. And so it's just this like, and it's very, you know, 
it's physical yeah um, it's martial Chan. arts and stuff but it's silly like he's it's very um charlie chaplin-esque oh that's that's in that but, that's there is but, no but there's no seriousness in this movie yeah well that's a lot of his <laughs> movies though as well a lot of his movies are are full-on like the, you know, a lot of people are no, like, No, but, oh. like, even when, like, the partner dies, like, it's kind of like a silly, like, and then he died. <laughs> it's yeah. Like yeah. It is weird. A lot, of, a lot of his stuff is like that, though, because, it, it, um, you know, uh, people are like, oh, they're going to compare him to, like, you know, Bruce Lee or these other people, when, in fact, mm-hmm. he's more like Buster Keaton than yeah. anybody else. It's, it's, it's more comedy-oriented uh, uh, than, than, I mean, like, he repeats Buster Keaton gags, like, buildings oh, falling down and stuff like that. It's um, it's it, it's called. It apparently has different names. Future yeah. Cops, but it can also be City Hunters. Oh, City Hunter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, now I've seen it. I know that one. I didn't know what he was dressed. Up. I didn't know that that was a thing that he was dressed. So up there's up. a scene where he's dressed as Chun Li. <laughs> okay, City Hunter. I still yeah. have not seen why, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I've seen it. I've seen all the early Jackie Chan, and I probably, by the way, I probably brought it home from Uptown. I probably, probably. Brought it, I probably brought it home from Argyle. I'm not kidding. With an octopus. I'm not. I, I probably. That's probably what I did. Now you mentioned Street Fighter. So the Street Fighter video game, right? Yeah. That was a, That was one of you like that game, right? You played that one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, so the movie with the, was Van Damage, right? Van Damme was in the movie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was which I just Raul, recently saw. <laughs> and it was Raul, it was Raul Julia, right? That was his last. Yes. Movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Now I don't know from Adam. I saw the movie and I thought it was shitty. But how is it compared to the video? As somebody who's a fan of the video game, how is Van Damme and Raul Julia do in the Street Fighter? I love Street Fighter because I, f- I feel like they, they do more with the characters. Okay. Like, all the characters are doing things that makes like that happen in the video game. Yeah. So, like, if you'll see... So, Chun-Li has the... She's the, the news lady, right? And her two um, colleagues, her two guys... They are in the game, and one is a Jamaican boxer. Okay. And then the other guy is a sumo wrestler or ex sumo, <laughs> but he's still okay. like. And but they but those are those are the roles in the in the video game. That's what they do in their fighting style, like the one he's boxing and stuff. And they 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 call back to it, and they're like his moves are like that because you you hear him like do a punch, and all this stuff. And so because sometimes you'll watch these video game movies and it's yeah. like oh yeah there's the character and then that's it <laughs> it's like yeah why are they doing any of the things that they would do in the movie right. or in the video game see i need so, i need i need counseling when it comes to video game movies because i don't play video games mm-hmm. and, I, and i've hated every video game movie i kind of have fun with the first mortal Kombat, the original one uh yeah i never watched those but those feel like the same thing like street fighter there's they're giving them they're doing what they do in the video game. But like every other one, like I hate all the Resident Evil movies. I hate all the only video game movie that I like. The only movie based on a video game that I like is Silent Hill. And I've never played the game. And I still I haven't either. Yeah, I still don't know what the fuck the movie is. Ha- like I didn't understand shit that was happening in the movie. I, yeah. I remember, like I have no idea what's happening, but it's really cool. So that was the only one that I liked. But did, have you seen the movie yeah. Silent Hill? Or I no 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 no, because <laughs> it looks scary as hell. It is scary. Like, the scary. video game is frightening. Yeah. I played I played Resident Evil. I remember playing like one of the first Resident Evils, and that was frightening because mm-hmm. you would be standing around or walking, and you would just hear this like, yeah, 
noise and it was like a zombie or something like in a corner coming around a corner right. and you're trying to turn around and you're just and, like what the hell like it was just it's, it was so it's much fir- it's first person right it's first person shooter that i that... believe well no i think it was i think it was third person or god mode as they call it because you're kind of you're looking i got you over, over the is. top yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Right. right um and i liked i liked the first resident evil mm-hmm it was just like stupid fun for me, and then the other ones I have no idea what was happening. Well, there's eighty. Then I, yeah, and then I never played the games after that. I didn't even get that far in the one. So. Yeah, yeah, I, and all the video game movies that I've I've seen, like I mean, this last Super Mario Brothers, the animated one, was a piece of shit. I mean, it was terrible. I mean, the, we don't need to talk about the one with Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. That was awful. <laughs> Uh, and wasn't Dennis Hopper? Oh, he was Dennis God. Hopper was the yeah. bad guy in that. Like what he was Koopa. Koopa. Okay. Now, did you have you seen the new one? Did he you see the, the last lizard. one? I have not seen the the animated one. Yeah, the last one that they did. No. Yeah. Where like no. it was like Chris Pine. No, I'm uh, offended. Chris... I'm yeah. offended that that. Uh, what's uh, Chris? Yeah, he's a Chris. Chris. It's a uh, Pratt. Uh, Pratt. There Chris you go. Pratt from Parks I'm and Rec. I'm offended yeah. that. I am offended that he, that he has no accent whatsoever. Yeah, I know. Mario has a fucking accent. Sorry. I, know. It's I don't a ter- know from it's where. A, it's a terrible. He's got it's one, a ter- though. It's a, it's a terrible offensive Italian accent, but it's an accent nonetheless. He's got I, one. I don't know yeah, where it's does. from, but well, they, and they his, actually, you know, his name is, well, his name is Mario Mario. Did right, you know Mario. That? Yes, I did. Luigi <laughs> Luigi Mario and Mario Mario. I did know that. Right. Yes. yes. So. Um, but but And they don't have accents, but they explain it, and I can't remember how they explain it at the beginning um of the movie nah. because nah, like what no. they do is what they do you know how like um some movies that take place that some you know um english movie or american movies i should say take mm-hmm. place in a different country um but they're shot in in english in america and what they do is like th- for the first like 30 seconds they'll speak in whatever language and then they'll slowly like change it into english but when we, you know, in, in reality, they're speaking another language, but we're hearing it in English. And that's what they do in the Mario Brothers movie. They get rid of, they get rid of the accent so that you just hear, like, them talking without the accent. Eh. It's completely, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. My, um, my f- I mean, I also don't like Chris Pratt. I ever used to. Since he's, yeah, ever since he lost weight and he's all Hollywood, he's I a agree. big old turd. I agree with you 100. I can't agree. I, you know what? Listen, Ezra, yesterday or the day before yesterday, uh, Comedy Central shows like marathons of Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. And he's fucking hilarious on that show. And, and he's great. And yes, you're right. He's like, I like him when he's chubby and stupid. You know, mm-hmm. I, like, I like chubby. I like Andy Dwyer. I like dumb, fat Chris Pratt. I don't like hunky, svelte, bearded, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy Chris Pratt. I like I like yeah. fat Chris Pratt. And also the fact of like the things that I've heard and I've yeah. seen about yeah. him and like dealing with Anna Faris. Yep. And even his children, like yep. all of it. And then he's at that he like goes to that weird church. Yep. Whatever. It's yep. like nothing. So I'm out. Yep. No, I'm I have been out for a while. But when I do watch him on Parks and Rec, I'm like, God damn, this guy was funny. He was yeah. so funny on that show. Like the stuff that he and, and uh, Audrey Plaza would do together, Aubrey Plaza would do together, fantastic, so funny. But anyway, yeah, he's not. He's not. Uh, he doesn't do the Italian accent. My favorite headline, God, I, I, I would like to attribute this because it was one of my colleagues in the Chicago Critics Film, uh, 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 the the association, mm-hmm. wrote a review of it. I mean, every critic I know 
gave a terrible review to the to that last animated Mario Brothers movie because it's a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, but like his headline said, and he wrote it out phonetically. <laughs> his headline read, "It's a terrible." That's what. That's the- <laughs> I was like, that's the best headline ever. Oh, it's a terrible. It's I a ter- I'm a Mario. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, did you see the bit that they did when Pedro Pascal hosted SNL? Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> that was fantastic. Better than the movie. Better than any of the Mario Brothers movies or any of that shit. It was hilarious. And they addressed the accent. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah, but I know uh, it's, no, it's, it's so a terrible. It's a terrible. So I don't know. I never got into the. Uh, do you have a favorite video game? Is it Street Fighter? Is Street Fighter your favorite? Um, and there is a. It's close to my heart because I, I didn't have very many video games. Yeah. Uh, for the systems that I did have, so I would just play the hell out of Street Fighter. Sure. I mean, I love Mario Super Mario Brothers three. Okay. I also like Super Mario Brothers two. I don't know that is. I don't know. I don't know any of those. Is what's the difference between two and three? Well, they're two different games. Okay. <laughs> oh, I know, but I don't know if, if they added, changed. I don't know. I'm, I'm ignorant of this stuff. I don't know what. Don't so know. in two, it's just a different, a uh, little bit of a different style. There's more characters. You can play as the little mushroom guy. You can play as the princess. You can, you know, you can play it all as all these different characters. There's different like little moves that you can do mm-hmm. in three. There's the technology has gotten a little bit better. So it looks clearer and more colorful. And like, and there's and all the different levels that they have are really fun. In, in those two, is that like, are you hopping over barrels and shit? Like Donkey Kong? Is that where you're like flying? No. no. When does it, when do when do you drive? Is Mario Kart that separate? Is that different when you're yeah, driving? Yeah, that's around a whole the... different game. Yeah, okay. that's a whole different game. Okay. See, I don't know what the fu- I don't know any of these things. <laughs> I don't know any of them. Um, but yeah. Well, I mean, I guess there are a million. Like, if you were to see the new, you know, it's a terrible the new Mario <laughs> the new Mario mm-hmm. Brothers movie. Evidently, it is jam packed with Easter eggs and uh, stuff that only gamers would, or people who like the game would. So you, there's probably a bunch yeah. of stuff in there where you'd be like, oh, yeah, they're throwing that in there. and You know what I mean? Yeah, would, yeah, some, maybe. You would, yeah. you would get a lot of the jokes that I would just, I sat there and went, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> it was like the Dungeons and Dragons movie, which, by the way, I really liked. And you saw it, right? I really liked that movie. I mean, yeah. I have no idea. Like, if, if there was something in there that was an like Easter egg, I couldn't tell you. There's a ton. It, Apparently, there's a ton. But it was still good. It's terrific, and and uh, but but I've never played Dungeons and Dragons in my life. I've never, but from I've talked to people who have, and they said that it's loaded with little Easter eggs. Like mm. when they would go from a different scene, there was something like there was a there's like a creature or something moving in the background. That's a total Easter egg and a, and a, and a hint for anybody who played the game. And it's in like mm. apparently in every scene, there's some sort of weird little Easter egg or tribute to the game that us people who've never played it were like, huh. Yeah, but very entertaining. I thought it was very entertaining, and I and I loved Hugh Grant in it. I loved. I thought Hugh Grant was fucking great in yeah. it. Yeah, and see, and that's the key to doing one of those, where you know, you don't have to necessarily do whatever it is, play the game or do whatever, and you still have a nice time watching the damn movie. I agree. But then they also put in things for people who yeah. who are into it. Absolutely, and it's but it doesn't take away from either side. Absolutely right, and when you can, and that's doable. You know, you can make a movie that doesn't alienate people who aren't familiar with the angle, 
Mm-hmm. You can because I re- I've never played Dungeons and Dragons, and I thought that movie was yeah, incredibly entertaining, and I thought it was great, and I loved. I thought Chris Pine was hilarious, and I thought, and I love Michelle Rodriguez. She rules, and I thought the action scenes were fun, and I thought it was cool. I yeah, I'm, I was a fan of that movie, and. And I'd never played Dungeons and Dragons. I used to make fun of people who played Dungeons and Dragons when I was in oh, high yeah. school. I still I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my wait a minute. Ex, that's right. My Your ex, ex used that's to play. Right. Well, that's he probably right. still plays. I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, I remember you telling me that he was hardcore, right? Like hardcore D and D guy. Yeah. They would have like day. They would do a day every week. It was like every Sunday or something like that, and they would play from. I don't know, like afternoon until nighttime, like pretty late. And I'm just like, nah. Yeah. And then like, if there was anything that I wanted to go do or anything I would tell, I'd be like, hey, let's go do this thing. He's like, oh, I can't. I have to play Dungeons. <laughs> I'm like, you can't fucking cancel it the one yeah. day? God damn it. <laughs> it's like, well, I made that commitment to them. It's yeah, like, I'm okay. Like, no, we're, I'm in gonna... the, we're in the middle of a big game right now. And that's another thing. It's like the games go on. Like when they come, you know, like a yeah. game can last for a month. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. But I'm the out. movie was funny, man. The movie was funny. Uh, and, and and I love what's going on with Hugh Grant nowadays. I love that he's like plays villains and old grumpy dudes now. And that in yeah, real he's, life. He's he, picked up his comedic. He I mean, I guess he did do comedy, but he it, did. it was like a different comedy. Yeah, but it was stammering, you know, a foppy haired British funny guy. Yes. Cute guy, mm-hmm. you know, like fuck off. But now he's like old and grumpy and shit like in real life. You know, like when he was being interviewed on the red carpet, he was being a total dick to the person that was interviewing him. Oh, no. and, you know, and and like he's been and like he's playing all these like villains and cra- and assholes and shit. And like, have you seen the trailer for Wonka with my with my with my husband uh, Timothy Chalamet? I've I've seen yeah 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 I saw. It. I lo- I can't wait, and he plays an Oompa Loompa in it. He's in he's, he's yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah, they got to start that storyline right. But he's, he's yeah he's an Oompa Loompa in it, and I'm like okay I'm I'm in man. Like, like, like <laughs> Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa? Hell yeah, man. And, and uh, you know, the current, my, my biggest crush right now is Timothy Chalamet as, as, as Wonka. I'm in, man. I'm totally in. And the guy who directed it directed Paddington in Paddington 2. And, and Hugh Grant was a villain in that. He was an asshole in that. He's fantastic in those movies in Paddington. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Wonka. I can't wait to see it. I have to see it now. Now I'm even looking forward to it more since they, they're goddamn delaying Dune until next year. Oh, really? Because of the... Because of the strike. It's not coming out till March. Strike, it was supposed yeah. to come out in October. It's like, son of a bitch. You know, I can't, I can't, I can't live on one Timothy Chalamet movie a year. I need two. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could just rewatch all the Timothy. Oh, I do. no, trust me. I, yeah. I, if I could spend twenty four hours watching Timothy Chalamet, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love, I love him very much. <laughs> I found that I found watching that Dune movie. It was kind of boring. <laughs> well, uh, I can under, I can. Did see we that. talk about that? I was, it was just. I mean, it was fine, but you yeah. know, I get it. They're trying to set things up for the next one, but I'm just like, yeah. this is I mean, so the, boring. The thing is, well, I was. I mean, I I've read the books and I loved it. I it's one of my favorites. But I mean, but they, it it really is for people who who are not familiar with the books. That movie is just maybe half of the book. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's like, what I was it's, assuming. It's like literally, I mean, yeah, like, they're they're setting up for that next, yeah, the and, Dune and, Two. So and Dune yeah. Two, by the way, and Dune Two is just going to be all fucking war. It's all it's all action, and the, you know the first one is like all set up. And I knew that was going right. to be the case when I saw it because I know the books. 
And like when it ended, people, some people were like, what the fuck? What was that? And I'm like, well, it was, you know, that's, that was about a little bit less than half of the book. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I yeah, that's why I want to watch, I want to watch the, the 80s Dune. Oh, yeah, David Lynch. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. fun. Uh, it, it's not, I mean, a lot of people hate it. Mm-hmm. I back it. I don't think it's great. And, and, uh, well, I, I want to watch one whole yeah. story. Well, you then. get the whole story, you get the whole thing. <laughs> it's not great. But you get the whole thing, uh, and there was also the there was a um, a sci-fi channel version of it too. That was a miniseries. Oh, um, it's not very good either. Because here's the thing, no, no, nobody has done a good job adapting it except for Denis with the last. With mm-hmm. and it's gonna, and it's going to take the second movie for it to, to be complete. Now but, is the Dune TV show just not good? The Dune. Like, don't look for it. Don't watch it. The Dune TV show. Like the, yeah, the series. Yeah, no, no. The 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 Sci-Fi Channel miniseries from like the '90s with William Hurt. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. interesting. It's not great. It's interesting. the The David Lynch version from '83 is great, if only because you get right. to see you get to see Sting in a thong right there. That's enough for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but but the version, the definitive version, is well at least half of it is is right. uh, is Denise version from from two years ago. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And now we got to wait till March, you know, to see the end of it. So anyway, I, I can't have that. I need more Chalamet in my, in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I just I love that kid so much. It's unbelievable. So anyway. All right. Hey, by the way, we didn't get to the uh, celebrity uh, rumors, but we'll do that next time. <laughs> the next time. You know, oh, we start right. talking about we talk about sushi. It gets us to video games. It gets us to <laughs> Jackie Chan movies. And what the hell happened? And now it's Ooh. my dad's. My dad's coming up the stairs. Are you ready for my dad? Oh yes. All right, hi, hi, I'm oh. Carrie Russell. Hi, and Carrie. I right. love Carrie. Nick move. Show. Get out of the way. Oh, it's the best part of the week, baby. It's time to hear something funny. Here we go with your music intro. Ah! It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad tells a joke. Yeah. What I say? It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. It's a jokey, jokey, jokey time. Nick's dad tells a joke. Oh, yes! Here we go! Yeah. So, as you know, every Tuesday, my dad stops by to tell a joke because he's a joke-telling mm-hmm. machine. My dad, by the way, yeah. on Friday, turns 82 years old. Oh, happy birthday. And he's working at Jeweled. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at a certain point when you like have birthdays, you're just like, whatever. Yeah, he, my dad's like, I'm going to go about my I'm day. Going, <laughs> I'm going to Jewel. I'm going to work at Jewel. And, uh, but he gets, you know, he does get his birthday. So like he'll be making like double time that day. Mm-hmm. Because like at Jewel, you can take your day off and get, you, can get, you, you, get your, you get your birthday off every year with pay. Oh. So he's working on his birthday. So he'll be earning money. Mm-hmm more when he gets off he'll be fine oh see that's kind of yeah. <laughs> it's great it's, it's not uh, bad not bad at all all right dad let's hear it my neighborhood my neighbor sun tams topless my wife is against it but i'm on the fence <laughs> oh, all right all right okay he told a joke and he'll tell another joke next Tuesday. What was the one last week? It was, was it really the same good. vein, though? I don't know if it was horny, Dad. This one was horny, no. Dad. 
<laughs> this one was his horny dad. Had, my dad's on the fence watching somebody. With yeah. The, well, he know. has his he has his eras. So this is he does horny dad. Maybe he was philosophical dad a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, he was he, doing yeah. puns. Right. <laughs> yeah. He had a few pun he's, jokes. He's exploring over the past couple of months, Esmeralda, as we've been playing these. He's been exploring some very philosophical and deep and. And, oh, yeah. and and varied comedic styles. My dad's going mm-hmm. for my dad's going for all that stuff. <laughs> so, all right, my dad will be back next week. Esmeralda will be back on Friday, as will Eric Childress and Steve Procopi. Uh, we've got not that many movies. It's been it's uh, not that many movies are opening. I think we're going to be talking about Bottoms, which is about high school uh, a, a high school fight club where lesbians get beat up by other women. Wow. All right. Um, and then the Good Mother. With uh, Hillary Swank and the lovely Olivia Cook, and then they're not screening it for the critics, Esmeralda. Uh, but the new uh, Equalizer Three with Denzel Washington—they are not screening it for the critics. Well, what for? It's going to be amazing. I well, that, I mean, it's like, but that's not a good sign. It's like, wait a minute, you aren't going to show a Denzel movie? How bad They're like, is this? Nah, you got to pay for it. Yeah, you got to go pay for it. So I don't know if we're even going to be able to review it because I don't know if we're going to see it in time to, to talk about it. But yeah, they're not. I don't know what that says about the movie, but they are not hmm. screening uh, Equalizer 3 for the critics. I mean, as long as Denzel is is hurting people. Oh, yeah. He beats the shit out of people and shoots everybody. Yeah. So that's, that's all good. we want to see. That's I don't it. see a problem that's all, with that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need anything else. <laughs> Two hours of Denzel breaking people's arms and shit. I'm yeah. good with that. I'm perfect. Cool. Amazing. Right. Well, we'll talk about that. Well, maybe we'll talk about that on Friday. <laughs> My thanks to the lovely Amy Guth for telling some hilarious stories, and of course uh, the great Esmeralda Leon. We'll be back again on Friday, and we hope to hear from you. Hey, if you want to leave a uh, a message on the voicemail at seven seven three four one seven six nine four eight Nick D Podcast at Gmail dot com. That reaches both of my podcasts. This one and that show hasn't been funny in years. The SNL podcast, which you should check out. Be a sponsor of any of the podcasts here, mine uh, and uh, the SNL podcast and this one. Sales at RadioMisfits.com. Uh, my thanks to Jason Skaggs for all the music and the themes. And my thanks to Ed for doing all the other great stuff. And my thanks to you. And we'll see you next time on the Nick D Podcast. <laughs>